Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right. Because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post. <laughs> Your boy is back. And This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. You're here. We're warming it up. And for high of 20. What? I thought we just did the freeze down. These roads just started to get a little bit better. No, no, no. It's uh, it's going to be really cold. Today, tomorrow, as we work into a, uh, a big football weekend, big time divisional round matchups. Everybody in America, obviously, tuning into these games. Football is kind of a big deal in this country. Uh, Elite Eight round, as we get a little deeper into the postseason on the gridiron but we'll talk about that with mark schofield more in depth coming up in half an hour one of my favorite nfl writers on the planet longtime usa today and touchdown wire sb nation he's gonna get in the mix and we'll give you some picks on these games a little five and one work last week against the spread you know we're not getting into nonsense when we're doing the the picking with you we're picking you know money lines we're picking against the spreads we may dabble in the over under not much of a prop bet guy you're not going to catch us doing jokerism on, on some of that stuff i mean my goodness uh you can do a little better than betting on uh <laughs> betting on coin tosses and stuff like that we won't do that but we'll put some picks down on the games at hand and certainly get your thoughts as well would love to hear some of your best bets for the weekend not just in football but also in basketball, where the Arkansas Razorbacks have themselves a really important game tomorrow against South Carolina. Sexy it may not be. You know, this is not this is not a um, you know a great matchup. Got the glitz and the glamour. This ain't a you know a, a perfect ten walking through the door. Now it's going to be a little uglier, more of an in the trenches kind of contest, like you've come to expect from South Carolina throughout the years. Remember that. Final four run they went on, what now, eight, nine years ago with Frank Martin. It's amazing how time flies by. Martin, of course, long gone. Carolina supposedly in rebuild mode. But I think one of the things you continue to see hot and heavy in a big way when it comes to sports in general at the college level is it doesn't take you very long to rebuild at all. My goodness, you can get this thing going to a good place real quick, real fast, with just a couple of key recruits in basketball. Now, football going to be a lot more difficult. You obviously have to get all kinds of different guys in the door. Not so much with basketball. You get a key piece or two, and all of a sudden this thing feels like it's headed in a, uh, a better direction real quick. That's what South Carolina's done so far. This is a Gamecocks team that obviously is a little bit ahead of the curve right now. But playing some good basketball and coming into Bud Walton Arena tomorrow with a little bit of confidence. I mean, they did lose their last game, but Lamont Paris getting some results and 
I mean, how about South Carolina being at least feisty in college basketball again? It's been a long time. Paris in his second year there. They were not good last year. South Carolina was 11 and 20 overall last year. Trying to pull up the SEC record. It was bad, whatever it was. Four and 14. There you go. For South Carolina last year. And that was after a decade of Frank Martin, you know, making South Carolina at least semi relevant again. It was 2017. So, yeah, seven years ago since South Carolina was in the NCAA Final Four. That still seems like a complete aberration. You're not talking about a program that's ever been known for basketball, really, in, in the history of its uh, program. They've just existed. They've kind of just been there, off to the side. But better now, and getting some different results now. And uh, they got some personnel. This is a, a South Carolina team that has been able to piece it together. Uh, got body slammed at Alabama last week by 30 points, but did have a, a road win at Missouri in overtime. Um, looking for key games that they played earlier this year and not a great non-con at all. They beat Notre Dame. It's not a bad win. Um, lost at Clemson close. Victory over Winthrop. It's a decent mid-major. Like mostly untested. Close over to Paul. This is a uh, a South Carolina team that, you know, again, is is in the process of playing a different style of basketball, trying to change what they're doing from a recruiting angle. And I'm not really, you know, particularly impressed, really, with what South Carolina's brought to the table so far this season. Um, Arkansas should win this game, and I think they should win it decidedly. This should be a 10-point victory for Arkansas tomorrow. Maybe, you know, 12 to 15. But it's a noon start. It's at Bud Walton Arena right down the block. It's going to be packed out. You, me, and, you know, 15,000 of our closest friends. And I think Arkansas has got a chance here to establish that it has at least refound the home court swagger that seemed like it was missing there for a little bit. That's what you got a chance to do. But if you're going to be able to do that, you need to see a team come out in Arkansas making shots looking for the open guy. They've not passed the ball well. The Hogs haven't for most of this season. And you know, again, it gets back to you don't have a true playmaking point guard, but um, but you're going to have a chance here in this game tomorrow to pick apart a Gamecock team that, you know, outside of Michi Johnson, who's their leading scorer at 17 points and four boards per game, BJ Mack, 14 points a game. That's it. I guess you say Miles Stute with 9-9 will give him the just under double digits. They don't have a lot of firepower. Have really built it mostly on the defensive end this year. Kind of like Arkansas did the last couple of years out. So it's an, it's an interesting matchup. Hogs should win it going away, you would think, on paper. But it never really does work like that. Almost never. At noon on the tip. So we'll go noon tomorrow. Bud Walton Arena right here in Fayetteville. And if Arkansas wins this game. The Hogs will find themselves at two and three in the SEC. And for all the the negative Nellies, for all the folks who have, you know, got out there and declared this season over, that is not the case, really at all. And instead, what you have is a Razorback team that might have to get itself back into this race the old-fashioned way, by scratching, by clawing, by piecing it together. Eric Musselman's team's have not been particularly overwhelming in the regular season in his uh, his run here at Arkansas. In fact, 
They've started at times, what, 0-3, 2-4, 1-3. And, and this year, you get out the gates and stumble around a little bit. You'd have thought it was new territory, but it hasn't been. I think it's hard to rectify watching this team go out, beat Purdue, beat Duke, and then struggle so much against the likes of Greensboro and, and Memphis and Lipscomb, right? And then you get the body slamming by Auburn, I think there are a lot of reasons at that point for panic and concern. Mostly it seemed like the give a crap factor was not coming into play. And that you cannot tolerate. That you cannot have in any line of work, in any organization. I don't care whether you have one person working for you or no people working for you or 3,000 people working for you. You're going to be a part of something that matters, let alone a team that gets itself into the NCAA basketball tournament, the greatest sporting event on the planet. You better enjoy playing together. You better give a crap about playing for each other. And look, it's hard to avoid dysfunction. People have feelings. We're not robots. I get it. The great divider there. All this talk about AI, artificial intelligence, and yada, yada, yada. You haven't quite bridged the human empathy divide yet. People are people. They have feelings. So if a guy comes in and he's getting your playing time or you're not getting the minutes that you wanted, or maybe you you know have issues with somebody off the floor who's on the team, and I'm not trying to start rumors here. It's why I'm not going into details, but I've heard plenty of things of late about some of the causes, perhaps, of the lack of chemistry on this Arkansas Razorback basketball team. I mean, there's some credence to all of it. Not saying it's unfounded. But I also don't think you put too much stock in that because you don't have to be best friends to be on the same basketball team together. You don't have to be best friends with your neighbor, do you? You don't have to be best friends with, you know, Joe down the hallway in the office. I don't think you need to. But what you do need to have is a give a crap attitude, a give a damn attitude. You've got that guy's back. Somebody pushes him, messes with him, you know, hard foul here or there. You got to deliver some rectification. I think we're starting to see more of this team having each other's back. And I get back to the game tomorrow. Arkansas, South Carolina, noon. Again, two miles down the block. Bud Walton Arena here in Fayetteville. You listen to your boy JB here, Real NWAJB, getting the day started each and every morning, 7 a.m., 90 minutes running with you as you get your day running podcast platforms out there too you want to time shift and do it later it's a great way to go as well just appreciate you're hanging out with us and talking some sports each day and listening on the conversation as well you got to be ready to go it's an important game for Arkansas to show itself and its fans that the win against Texas A&M was not a mere fluke and look it came down to a you know a shot with a second left I mean it's not like it was an easy victory for Arkansas but you won the game. So now you get a chance to go and get another one and get the confidence level tipping back up again where you want it to be. You win this thing, you get yourself to two and three in the league, headed to Ole Miss next Wednesday, which is a winnable game, albeit a tough one, eight o'clock at night on the road, middle of the week next week. And then it's Kentucky, baby. Coming to town a week from Saturday. Hogs and Cats, UA and UK for a 5 o'clock ESPN basketball contest. So, it's it's not early 
in this basketball season. That's not what it is. But it's not late yet either. It's certainly not too late. And you just have no margin for error. You know, you're you're ten and seven. Uh, you, you've you've slipped out of the top ninety to hundred in terms of power rankings. And you got yourself an important gut check win against Texas A&M. Eric Musselman kind of willed this team through the door to a victory in that game. He's such an outstanding coach when the chips are on the table and he has to have a W out of his boys. Well, at times they've not been great in games that you would expect them to be really good in. They should beat South Carolina by 10 plus points tomorrow. Question of the day today. As we rev up this conversation about 15 minutes into it. JB with you, Bunker Studio, Team B Media. What are we, about 100 morning shows in? Closing in, what, 20 post-game shows? This thing's starting to feel a little familiar, a little bit more comfortable each and every day. Lots of stuff around the corner as well as we continue our slow but steady climb atop this, uh, this digital sports broadcasting mountain here. Question of the day today, what's going to happen in this game tomorrow between Arkansas and South Carolina? Hogs and Gamecocks getting together. Is it a blowout win for one of them? 10 plus points will go double digits on that. Or you think it's coming on down to the wire. And we'll talk some more about that as we work it through. Mark Schofield in depth on the NFL playoff games in 20 minutes. Looking forward to that. My guy Tyler Cass from TH3 Sports 11 in Little Rock in just a little bit as well. And he'll give us a little high school feel too as we continue some conversation on that side of it, follow, listen, watch, subscribe, be a part of the action. The real NWAJB, obviously podcast listening, enormously important as well. Whatever your preferred method for that, make that happen too. And uh, 80,000 y'all have found this thing in the first five months. I can't say enough about that. It's the 19th of January, 2024. And we're talking some sports with you on the digital broadcasting airwaves. Let's take a quick time out. We'll come back. Headlines, more on this Arkansas-South Carolina matchup. SEC games coming up this weekend and uh, into the NFL playoff matchups too. Such great games coming up around the corner. Thanks for being here, y'all. Hang tight. A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, course cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top-notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall, full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. 
Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art, and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year, and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49, online, olsonclinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461. Making it happen, 725 if you are listening to the program live here in the morning. Appreciate you being here. Team B Media coming at you from the Bunker Studio as we make it happen on top of the hill here in Fayetteville. Is, uh, what, five, six months into this bad boy? Five months in, working on month six here starting next week. And, I mean, it's a slow and steady grow as we continue to build our live crew each and every morning and of course the podcast universe gives you chances to listen back to the show whenever the heck you want to later on in your own time um so many different ways you can attack the sports weekend we started with a lot of arkansas and south carolina talk this a gamecocks team out of lamont paris that is trying to redefine its athleticism and its style and one thing you'll say about frank martin basketball it's not, it's not sexy. It's not exciting. It's not a scintillating viewing experience. They, they hustled. They get after you. I mean, it's my kind of basketball, really. But it doesn't mean it's going to be a contagious kind of thing. I think South Carolina had a little bit of an identity issue there. Um, Martin had run his course. Doesn't mean he wasn't a good coach. He was a good coach. Ran his course. Ran his race there. And so they're trying to change the way they recruit. We talked about that in the opening monologue this morning, trying to get some more four and five star athletes out of the Carolinas, which I mean, look, you've got great basketball talent there. Obviously, you've got unbelievable options for places for people to go and play their college basketball. I think it's only a matter of time if you have the right coach and the right staff in place that you make South Carolina respectable. In basketball, once again, two and two so far this year. They've been respectable so far. Michi Johnson could fill it up. Don't want to let this guy get comfortable early. I'm curious to see what Arkansas's defensive matchup is for him. Probably Devo Davis. Though right now, from an Arkansas perspective, from one game to the next, it's hard to tell what you're going to get out of Devo. I mean, he has been helter-skelter up and down. Really seems like we talked a little bit about you know, team relationships, intrapersonal relationships there. And it's it's possible that Devo, who's now what, like a, a fifth-year guy, is as just over it. <laughs> Maybe run his course as a college basketball player. I think at the least he's 
not the go-to guy on this team. Then again, I never thought he would be this year. You feel like as he continues to acclimate to some of the personnel that's here now, in particular Tremont Mark, it hopefully will go a little smoother. You need Devo. He's he's essential here. You need him. As far as the front court, man, I don't know what's going on with Arkansas right now, but I'm not sure exactly Eric Musselman does either. You know, you got a team in the Razorbacks that obviously throughout the season has has had some great moments and some really troubling ones. I think one of the things that you take out of that is that it is a long season and it's hard to, you know, pin down how good you're going to be based on, you know, just a, a, a quick month or two. But um, I think the upside here is is consistent. This team can put teams on their heels, can play some good basketball when it's doing things collectively, cohesively as a group. And when they get too caught up in the one-on-one and the me first stuff, and they're not playing for each other, as we talked a lot about out the gates this morning, it's not pretty basketball. It's just not. Um, Eric Musselman talking about his team a little bit yesterday. Let's get some of that sound for you as we continue the conversation here on The Real NWAJB. Um, you know, in this last game, I mean, Layden Block played well at Florida and Snowhead. Uh, Joseph Pinion, um, you know, just, there's only so many minutes to go around. And certainly we uh, we have, a you know, a, a staff that evaluates practice and, and pieces got to fit together. And, and both sides of the basketball are important. And offense is as important as defense. If not, defense may be a little bit more important here at Arkansas. So it's just a whole bunch of factors with all of our guys. Again, um, to answer your question, I'm talking in general, one through team. Um, you know, Keon had some big games early. His minutes have fluctuated as well. Um, but certainly, I you know, I, I, I think going forward, um, you know, the, the rotation will probably not expand. I think it's expanded way too much, um, you know, and, and I've, you know, been doing it long enough that the question's going to come, you know, whoever doesn't play on a certain night. Thanks, Coach. Uh, yeah, Coach, uh, you, you mentioned South Carolina's record. I mean, they've already won more games than they did last year. I'm just curious where they saw what you saw from them last year when you prepared for them and now. Just where, where have they made the most improvements? Well, they're, they're connected. Um, I mean, you watch, you watch them play. Uh, they're connected. Uh, they play more together. Um, looks like there's 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 an agenda with them this year, and that agenda is to win. Um, not so sure you felt that way, Lat. You know what I mean? There was uh, kind of happens, you know. And and um, I think their coaching staff's done not a good job, but a phenomenal job. The culture uh, looks very very strong this year. Uh, um, super impressed with. Um, you know, maybe what might not, you know, be what national people think are are, are big transfer um, additions have been phenomenal for them. Uh, you know, 55 Coopers, I mean, he can make threes. He's got good size. He never turns the ball over. Uh, B.J. Max, uh, uh, you know, can pick and pop and rebounds the ball. And Miles Stoop is known as a shooter and he's making shots. And so, um, you know, uh, super impressed with, with their guys. And then, and then Michi Johnson's a returning player who's quite frankly playing as, as well as any guard in our league. And, uh, I thought that, you know, 
going into the year, he, you know, he wasn't talked enough about, well, everybody's talking about him now. Um, you know, he's, 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 he's being extremely productive on the floor, uh, not in preseason, whatever he's, he's producing. All right, there you go. A little bit of must from yesterday's presser. And there's more there we can get back to. We have some time here. He, uh, waxed on a couple of the team issues that I was talking about earlier. Just playing for each other. You heard some of it there. Giving South Carolina credit for having each other's back and playing hard. And it's not going to be a cakewalk game for Arkansas tomorrow. If you go out there and you expect to just roll Carolina, you can get thumped. And then you're going to be one in four. And then you're going to go to Ole Miss next Wednesday. And then you're going to be one in five. You're thinking Ole Miss is a guaranteed loss. I'm not saying it's a guaranteed loss. But that's a team that's played very good basketball under Chris Beard so far. So don't waste your opportunities when you have them. Do not mess around. Noon tomorrow, Bud Walton Arena, we're what, 28 hours away. It's an important game. I think it'll be packed out. And uh, you know your boy JB will be in the house along with, yeah, 15,000, 20,000 of my closest Razorback friends. Uh, People's Post Game Show, right? SEC style, round three for basketball. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock. So when this game wraps up, again, familiarity, comfort uh, comfort level, right? Being able to just remember where things are at. When every game wraps up, Saturdays, all hoop season long, just like football, and we're going to roll it right into baseball um, with our post-game show coverage as well. People's post-game has your back. Streaming YouTube, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, of course, live on our website as well as we sound off for, what, 60 minutes of post-game reaction to each and every conference game on Saturdays all the way through this thing. And who knows? Maybe Arkansas is enough in the tank here to fight its way to the postseason, whether it's the NIT or the NCAA. Heck, I'll take anything right now. Um, other items. As we work it through hoopage last night, Gafford out of the lineup for the Wizards, dealing with a an injury in the leg area. Knicks win by four. Brunson, 40-plus points. He's spectacular. Uh, Bulls win at the Raptors. Nobody cares. Thunder win on the road. 134 to 129. They're 28 and 13. My guy, SGA. Shea Gilgis-Alexander at 31. Thunder able to uh, hold off the Jazz late in that one. Isaiah Cho, 2 of 4 from 3. Six points, couple of boards. Jalen Williams got 11 minutes to run off the bench as well. He's played less as the season's gone on. But uh, the Thunder are good. Jalen Williams, the other Jalen out of Santa Clara, the lottery pick Jalen, he is a spectacular talent. So you got Holmgren, the other Jalen Williams, SGA, Josh Giddy, who just got cleared of the the uh, underage charges. Good for him. Um, I mean, that helps him. And I don't know if they have a fifth guy yet, but they're a pretty, pretty good team. Pacers beat the Kings on the road by five. That was probably the biggest surprise of the night. Malik Monk with an off night. Only nine points and three of nine shooting. NFL this weekend. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Mark Schofield, SB Nation, will join us for that conversation here coming up in just a few. How about these matchups on paper? 3.30 ESPN and ABC tomorrow. Texans at Ravens. Baltimore favored by nine and a half at home. Seems like a lot. Over-under is 43 and a half. And um, how about the timing on this all? You get Arkansas. It's a great sports weekend. Just set up for you. Now go make yourself something good to eat. You got Arkansas, South Carolina, noon to two. 
JB's post-game reaction, your calls, thoughts, must sound, standout, struggles, all of it, 2-3. to three. Texans at Ravens, 3-30 on ESPN. Packers at Niners at 7-15 on Fox. This is shaping up to be a spectacular sports Saturday, my friends. Niners favored by 9.5. Seems like so much against Jordan Love and the Packers right now. Look at me buying that stock. Over-under is 50 and a half points in that game. And then Sunday, Bucks and Lions at two on NBC with Detroit a six and a half point favorite over under 49 and a half in Motown, baby. And then Chiefs Bills, mm. juggernaut matchup, 530 CBS, Bills favored by three there. Of course, they beat the Chiefs earlier this year. Mahomes lost his mind. Remember that? Freaked out and uh, couldn't handle it but has not had to go on the road yet in his playoff career. That's remarkable. He going on the road this weekend, CBS 5:30 on Sunday night. So four fantastic NFL divisional round games this weekend coming up around the corner. Uh, other items, all kinds of guys moving around right now, college and pros. You got a coach in carousel. Sounds like Kingsbury is coming back to the NFL to join the bears as an OC, um, you got Bill O'Brien ready to join Ohio State as an offensive coordinator. Mm. And Bill Belichick now on his, what, second going on third round of interviews with the Atlanta Falcons. What in the world could the Falcons want to know about Bill Belichick that they don't know already? Or is he interviewing them? Somebody help me out with that one. Uh, why does Belichick want the Falcons? Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition a like no there, other though. around. When you're looking for the best steak, Desmond chicken, Ritter salmon, not, something for lunch guy. or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year's the 60th we'll anniversary and the Mark food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped NFL for personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's. Celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. 
Hey folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen and we're here to help taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Every Northwest Arkansas, North Central Arkansas, and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at bluekangaroopackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. Schofield, how are you? Happy New Year, buddy. Good New Year, my friend. Great to be with you. And that Ferrari movie, I got a chance to check it out. Really it good. I uh, give it a watch when you get a chance. I love that you've seen that already. I was, I don't know. I was clicking around yesterday. I'm like, I didn't know that there was a a new car racing movie. But let's see, there aren't enough great racing movies. Is it? Does it fit into the the, the great ones for you? Was it? Eh? I think it was more of a great performance from the lead actors. Adi and Brody, Penelope Cruz were fantastic. And the race that they get into, the Milo Magila, it was the last year that they actually held the event because of the crashes and the fatalities that resulted mm-hmm. of that race every year. So I wouldn't say it was more of a great racing movie. I think it was more of a great character portrayal by the two lead actors. That's, a, that's an interesting take there. Well, I love Brody, um, so that's a good thing. I, you said Penelope Cruz, right, in the movie? Yes, that's right. Yep. I mean, you had me at Penelope Cruz. And, there you go. Uh, and Michael Mann's my, my boy from Heat back in the day, so I got to give him some love still. I'm, I'm going to check that one out, Ferrari. How, how much F1 uh, would you say out of your daily coverage of sports? How much is NFL and how much is F1? I know I'm getting off topic here. We'll get back to football in a second. How much F1 do you do every day, Mark? Yeah, it really depends on the time of year. I mean, right now it's 70, 80% NFL stuff with the playoffs that are going on. But once you get through, say, the NFL playoffs, and it's really around the combine when it starts to flip, because the first F1 race of the season is combine week. And I remember being out there in Indy last year. I'm getting ready in the morning to interview CJ Stroud at the podium, but I'm watching practice and stuff at F1 overseas. So that's about when it starts to flip. But right now we are heavy NFL, my friend. Do you get over there for any of those races overseas? I don't get over there. I don't get overseas, but I'm looking to get to all three of the U.S. races this year, which okay. should be fun. Okay. Mark Schofield, throw us a couple minutes to F1, and we got a movie tip out of them, too. Well, I got a tip for you. All four of these matchups are tasty this weekend. You and I have talked you know, for a decade plus on the radio, and you know my feelings about this, Mark. The divisional round is just leaps and bounds better than the wild card round. And, and you just you have the cream of the crop, don't you, with these four games this weekend? I really do. And, and there are fantastic angles and storylines and schematic elements for all four of these games. And, and we've talked about it, like you said, this is the best week of the NFL season, like by far, because you get eight great teams, four good matchups, and you're getting the one seeds now to get into the mix. We're going to get to see Baltimore. We're going to get to see San Francisco and how they're prepared and how they took that week off and got ready for it. And they're going to get tested, I think, with these two teams they're going to face. So it's a fantastic week. I love it so much, and I can't wait for these games to kick off tomorrow. 
I'm pumped up for him. Let's get into it. Texans and Ravens. Houston at Baltimore. Uh, man, the Texans looked so good last week. Taking the Browns punches early and racing away with that game, Mark. I uh, I was really impressed with Stroud yet again. But the Ravens have been the story of the NFL the last five, six weeks. Let's not forget it. Best record in the league. Size this one up. Ravens favored by nine and a half, Mark. Yeah, I do like Baltimore in this game, but I kind of like Houston to cover and keep it close. What we've seen from the Texans down the stretch, and certainly that game against Cleveland, is Stroud has been fantastic. He's been everything that's advertised and more. But that defense from the Houston Texans, they forced the two turnovers, back-to-back pick sixes from Joe Flacco. I think they could force a turnover or two in this game, give Stroud a short field. Give him a chance to get some points on the board. But this ultimately will come down to Stroud versus Mike McDonald. This is the third time those two have gone against each other. One time, Ohio State and Michigan. And then the season opener this year. McDonald has been so good with that Ravens defense with simulated pressures. They lead the NFL as a team with 60 sacks, but they only blitz at a 21.9% clip. That's a bottom 10 number in the NFL. They can get pressure while still dropping seven into coverage. Stroud struggled it with those looks, you know, at Ohio State, struggled it with the season opener. How well he fares against that defense is ultimately the story of this game. Yeah. And can he do what he did last week all over again? I find it unlikely. You know, all the talk about Lamar Jackson, and he is the MVP this year. Mark Schofield, SB Nation, talking some NFL playoffs. JB with you. Thanks so much for finding us, throwing us on. If you're doing it live, you get extra credit points for that, too. Um, I feel like the Baltimore defense is a, is a big story, too, right now, Mark, because they have they've looked vintage here over the last month. End of the day, I feel like that's a good game for a half, but give me Baltimore. I think they cover. They're just playing so well right now. And off a bye, that means a lot, doesn't it? It does mean a lot. It does mean a lot, especially for teams that rested their players. You know, Baltimore, San Francisco, they knew those guys wouldn't be needed in week 18. So they sat them down. So they're going to get, you know, two full weeks of rest. You wonder about, you know, is there rust at the start? But we haven't seen that too much. I think Baltimore, like I said, is going to win. I just do like Houston to keep it close. All right. You'll take Texans with the points. Okay. I'll take Texans with the points. Okay. To game two coming up here and and excited for all four of these matchups. Again, I think they're all really good. Packers, Niners. I mean, again, I'm going to talk up an underdog getting a lot of points here and getting disrespected. Nine and a half, same spread. Jordan Love was unbelievably good last week. I don't need to tell you that, Mark. LaFleur answered some skeptics as well with that kind of coaching performance as they just rocked the Cowboys world. Niners are a different animal and they get that vaunted by week two. Can Green Bay make it a magical run here? What do you think? At San Francisco coming up 7-15 tom- uh, tomorrow night, Mark. Yeah, I kind of – the Green Bay story is fantastic, and their game against Dallas was tremendous. The way they finished the season was tremendous. But like you said, San Francisco is a different beast. I mean, they've got so many options on the offensive side of the ball. I think a story in that Dallas game was Dak and CD and trying to create something forcing some throws in his direction. There were a couple of moments in that game where I think everybody watching, everybody at AT&T knew Dak was going to throw to Lamb no matter what unfolded after the snap. 
you don't have that issue with San Francisco because you've got Debo, you've got Christian McCaffrey, you've got Brandon Ayuk, you've got George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, you've got all these weapons at Brock Purdy's disposal. He doesn't need to force it to anybody. He's got so many options. And so I think that just changes the calculus a bit. And then when you look at what San Francisco could do on defense, too, it's a very good defensive unit. Fred Warner, perhaps the best linebacker in football. Chase Young, Nick Bosa up front. They can get pressure from multiple spots. Green Bay's story is fantastic. I think they're a year, maybe two years ahead of schedule. But I think the run ends to this weekend. And let's not forget Trey Greenlaw, right? Fayetteville representing there. There you go. Yep, in the middle of that that uh, Niners defense is a linebacker as well. I- I'm with you. I think it's probably asking a little too much of Green Bay, but haven't they overachieved this year? I mean, Jordan Love two months ago, we were wondering whether he was the guy, and now it's how good is he? I mean, he might be a top 10 quarterback in this league when all is said and done. You're exactly right. I mean, just for reference on that, I do a weekly spot in Green Bay every Wednesday, and and then say weeks before Thanksgiving, the questions were, is Love really the guy? Are we going to have to draft a quarterback? There are a lot of questions. That team is, their playoffs chances were on life support right before Thanksgiving. They had that huge win on Thanksgiving Day against Detroit. Love played well in that game. And you look at him over the last nine games, 21 touchdowns, just the one pick. He's really answered all of their questions. And it does look like they're going from Favre to Rodgers, and now to Love, where they've got three franchise quarterbacks in a row. He's certainly solidified himself as the quarterback of this team for the present and the future. And even if they do lose on Saturday, you get two playoff games. That's huge experience for an incredibly young team. That's going to be big for them in 24 and beyond. So I take Packers with the points, but I think the Niners win. you got Niners winning and covering in that one. Yes, Mark? Yeah, I've got Niners covered in this one. Okay, to Sunday we go. Mark Schofield, so nice to hang out and break down all four games with us. Game three of four, Bucks and Lions. At first I thought I was looking at next year's preseason, and then no, this is the divisional round of the playoffs, and here's Detroit, baby, still standing. What a story, but then again, so is Tampa, and Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles had a heck of a year as a head coach. Size up uh, Detroit and Tampa. Lions a, uh, what, a a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I like Tampa Bay in this one. I actually do. And, you know, Monday night's game between them and the Eagles, maybe it tells us more eventually about the Eagles and how everything sort of fell apart in Philadelphia. But I think the reason that I like Tampa Bay in this game against Detroit is you see the pressure packages they brought against Hertz and how Philadelphia just didn't have an answer for those. And then you look at Jared Goff, who... On the one hand, 10th in the NFL in adjusted completion percentage when pressured this year. That's a pretty good number. But he also threw nine picks. Second most in the NFL behind only Sam Howell. If that Buccaneers defense can pressure him with some of these blitz packages, force him into a state, get Baker a short field or two, that's a recipe for them to come into Detroit and win this game. And if you watch that Tampa Bay offense on Monday night, they left some points on the board. They left some big plays on the board. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, look, if they get a short field or two, Baker takes advantage of that. They could get, you know, a seven point, 14 points win at one point in this game. I think they've got a pathway to win in this one. That's an interesting pick out of you, Mark. So that's the one that you're, you're circling right now for the road team. You, you feel like it's very, it's very rare 
that the home teams go 4-0 in this round of the playoffs. So somebody's going to be ripe for the pick. And I thought the Lions were fortunate to get out of that one against the Rams. So we'll see how that plays out. Again, Detroit favored 6.5. I'm, I'm with you on the point spread at least. Give me Tampa and the points. And uh, you're giving our listeners something to think about here. Last but not least, save the best for last, baby. Chiefs and Bills, 5.30 Sunday, CBS. I can't believe... This is for all the good stuff Kansas City has done, all the games they've won, that this is somehow the first true road game Mahomes has played in his illustrious five year career so far as a starter, at least. Um, Bills are favored by three. Weather's going to be cold and, and, and brutally wintry. But uh, man, what a matchup. Allen and Mahomes, prime time on Sunday night. You really can't say enough to hype it up. It kind of hypes itself up, doesn't it, Mark? Yeah, I mean, this one's an easy one. Like, it just speaks for itself. It's a rivalry between these two teams that has sort of developed over the past couple of years. Third playoff meeting in four seasons. But it's the first time it's in Buffalo, which I do think adds an extra layer to it because we haven't seen this Kansas City team on the road in the playoffs, like you said. You know, they had, you know, the Super Bowl at Raymond James against Tampa Bay, which was a little bit of an awkward situation. But for the most part, they've been at Arrowhead, so they're going to get tested from that angle as well. I do like Buffalo to win this game. I think for Kansas City, we saw them get Rice involved a little bit more down the stretch and certainly in that game against Miami. And if that continues, that's going to be big for them because that's going to be – that's been a huge question – with their offense this year, you know, production outside of Travis Kelsey. And if they get a big game from Rice, that could be huge. But I love the way the Bills, and I've talked about this with you a lot, the way they found different pathways to win a game. That Cowboys won a couple weeks ago where you get 266 rushing yards, and that's the most they've had as a team in a single game since 16. It's been a long time since they've done something like that. They've unlocked James Cook as a runner. They're getting them involved in the passing game as well and in the downfield passing game. They've given themselves more opportunities, more pathways to win a game. That's been big down the stretch, and I think that's going to be big on Sunday night. I love it, Mark. I'm with you. I like the Bills to win that game, too. That three-point spread seems like it's a Vegas special, doesn't it? A lot of push is going to go on around the country. (laughs) They are playing the juice on that exactly right for themselves, as they usually do. Um, Yeah, that's the one, I think, right there. The Chiefs have got to answer a lot more questions than the Bills do. And Josh Allen, I mean, playing fantastic football right now. Four great matchups coming up. Mark Schofield cutting them up from SB Nation. Gave us a little F1. Gave us a movie tip, too. I'm getting some pushback here, Mark. It's Adam Driver, not Adrian Brody. If it was Adrian Adrian Brody, we were all on board, but we are not so sure about Adam Driver. You say watch it anyway, right? He was very good. Mark, I love you. I love busting your chops. Fantastic spot. You're one of my favorite people. NFL reporter Mark Schofield, y'all. Enjoy the games, Mark. We'll talk again soon, brother. Have a great weekend. You too, my friend. Be well, buddy. Enjoy the games. Yep. Yeah, that was an awesome breakdown. Let him get out of here and obviously on with the morning as we continue. So many fine folks tuning into the show. I appreciate every last one of you. And we're an hour in as we continue to talk a lot of Arkansas and South Carolina as well. Hogs getting ready for the Gamecocks. Our question of the day is up. 
what is going to happen in this basketball game? What is going to happen tomorrow at Bud Walton Arena? And uh, obviously getting a lot of interesting write-ins here on the Facebook page, too. We'll read some of those when we come back. Tyler Cass from Little Rock to join us. Sports Director, TVH11. That's after this. It's The Real NWJB TV Media Funky Studio coming back. 